So we're here with uh, two mustaches and a dog. <laughs> I'm drinking a diverse claw while you're drinking your snow cap cider. A diverse claw. That's classy. It's it's the new thing. You don't want it to be a, 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 a white claw. <laughs> a white claw. So it's a diverse claw. Dog. <laughs> Yeah, so we so Doug got a dog, and it is absolutely had dead set on destroying this podcast. She wants, will, I'm gonna go tie her up for why sure. You, why don't you talk to the kids? So she just loves cords. Uh, we gave her a little squeaky toy, but she's not interested in that. So she's just going after the the mic cords and everything. <laughs> Excuse me, but other than that, she's like nine weeks old, super cute. I think it's a border collie mix because uh, it tries to herd other dogs. It uses its, it wants to be a leader, so it's either a beta or an alpha at this point. I don't think it's a kappa or a delta at this moment. Which she for now she's beta. But she wants to be alpha kind of bad. Because she's the runt. And the runt wants... Maybe she just has a revenge disorder. You know what I mean? Dude, she's fearless. She's like the, the prince or the princess that wants the, cr- the throne so bad that she's willing to do anything when it, but she's physically not ready to, to lead. I took her to a, a friend's house who has a, a, like an a 80-pound male pit bull with nuts mm. and uh he's just trying to dip his dip his dong in her face like just all over her constantly and she was too quick and she had been well rested and i could tell he was fat fucker and he wouldn't last long so i kept an eye on him and he cheated fine but then like she wore him out a little and she went right at him like she's like she, no matter how i've seen her the day before that like a two-year-old big big old dog was probably 50 pounds yeah tossing her like i mean see her dumping her on her head like throwing her and like she just keeps getting back up and just like I mean and going straight for the face like just right up in front just jump like she hasn't demonstrated fear of like anything yet. Yeah, she. Uh, yeah, she's definitely upper class. She would definitely be the bully in my in my classroom. <laughs> she's yeah. definitely a bully. <laughs> right. She doesn't, will be. She doesn't take shit off of people. No, I think you got to bite her ear. Yeah, you bite her ear. Bite her ear. Who's it? Somebody else was telling me that. You just bite their fucking ears. It's been done in uh, Snow Dogs with Cuba Gooden Jr. <laughs> he had a, the fucking alpha dog was like pushing him around and shit, and all the dogs were like watching it happen. And so the the guy that he had to go rescue, because it's like a fucking another Balto movie, you know, use these dogs to go save somebody and come back. And then... The guy's like, you gotta bite that dog's ear, man. That's the only <laughs> way it's gonna submit. <laughs> and he was so scared, but he did it, and then it was just like, oh man. Please don't ever bite my ear again. <laughs> yeah. So I think when a push comes to su- uh, shove, you just gotta go, go nibble on that ear. With pit bulls, it's usually the nose. Like they start lunging and stuff when they're puppies, and they they start like trying to like, and you're like, no, 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 this is you can't start that instinct. And so when they do it at you, and they'll go right on your nose, and and you'll see they'll. It's just at the last second, you'll realize that they're looking at you at exactly zero degrees. 
They're perfectly lined up. And it's like once you get an eye for it, you'll see like, oh, and like they'll lunge like sharks, you know, and you just kind of have to like, actually the way to beat that is just to, you just lean forward a little bit and you basically bash their nose and like, they're like and about two times of doing that and they're cured, you know, and that's they're cured. Not, yeah, pit bulls in their noses, man. Yeah, I don't think biting. I think part of the whole thing of being a pit is like they're yeah, it's probably ears. They don't care about their ears. They don't, they don't care about anything hanging on. That's the, they're, they're like sharks. Their nose is the only thing that gets their. They're like, you know. Usually though, you only have to do that a little, just very lightly when they're puppies and they're chill. As if you raise them, I think if you do a good job, and then after that, you can punish them with shame far more effective when you just look at them and frown and they fall on the ground crying for hours. I think if I had a, I would have a pet orca. You know, if you if I could like rescue a pet orca. Or an orca, not a pet orca. <laughs> rescue a pet orca. Go to orca. a fucking uh, orca, orca rescue. <laughs> an orca farm. <laughs> Adopt an orca. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you want to do it. This is Shamu. Yeah, three thousand, whatever. <laughs> if I had a, if I rescued it, if it was like on the beach off of Argentina or something, and you would like raise it, some rescued it in some other way than throwing it back into the ocean. It's like, guess. oh, you you hurt your fin. I'll take. Oh, care you of can't you. swim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. come home with me. Yeah. <laughs> I got a fucking nursery over here. Run a vet. <laughs> Dude, it worked in Free Willy. You could put an orca in the back of a truck and just like pour water on top of it and drive around. I mean, I was thinking getting like a Winnebago. <laughs> Just, just got a little <laughs> just cut off the cap fucking tail sticking out of the back just a giant orc and the fucking fins out the side yeah <laughs> I would have that camping tent hanging just a little and it's just full of water I guess <laughs> like a bubble sorta that'd be cool you could... I would have the bathroom you know like the shower running <laughs> a lot what would you do with a pet orca um so when it was time to like let go I would free it <laughs> and then it would remember where I freed it and it would come back to see me. Yeah. It would like smell me. And then I'd be like, okay, I can go surfing or whatever and not worry about what's underneath me because this orca is going to protect anything. <laughs> so I can go anywhere in the ocean and not feel threatened of like what's underneath me. You're assuming that orca is just going to follow you around? It doesn't have better shit to do than... I mean, I'm bringing it like, like thousands of miles in migration every year. I mean, I'm it's bringing like, like a bucket of chum do. or whatever, you know. <laughs> just feed it, just like walk. That. I mean, if you had enough, if you had enough food, I guess you could keep an orca. If you had, I mean, you'd have to be riding around with like a barge full of dead seals, <laughs> frozen seal pops to like throw out every 15 minutes for them to fucking eat. I mean, I mean that's the way. It, I mean, I'm probably riding a. A paddleboard, probably, right? Yeah. So it probably has a couple storage components. So you just fill that up with seal. I'm going to get a baby seal for a pet, and when your orca tries to eat it, I'm going to fucking kill that fucker. The, well, that's funny you say that because we'll be in international waters, so then I, <laughs> then I can kill you and be like, well, he... Something hit him. I don't know what the hell happened. <laughs> he was acting a fool that, <laughs> that night. <laughs> so... I've always wanted a monkey. I was thinking about getting a monkey when I got this puppy. Like an Ace Ventura monkey? Yeah, it seems like a... It's just a piece of plastic. She's good. For now. Until she dies of plastic. 
<laughs> no, it's like the big hard kind. Well, whatever. Hold on. Ace Ventura, what? I'm sorry. Would I you got get a puppy Ace, break. One second. Would you get a uh, the Ace Ventura monkey? That like black and white one, the, like the white face. Black yeah, one. the little little monkeys that, like steal shit for it, like the Indiana Jones monkey. Because that also would carry the uh, outbreak too. That's the outbreak monkey. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's what gives you that big fucking like huge nose. That and then you just sweat, bleed. You get die. really short. <laughs> yeah, you get Dustin Dustin Hoffman level. That's all I remember is like guys with like huge noses, like short little dudes with big noses running around freaking out about outbreak disease. I don't realize Ebola. Get- no, it wasn't Ebola. It was the hantavirus. Yeah. No, Mutaba. Is it? Mutaba? It was some made up shit. Yeah, it was like Mutaba virus. I think it's it like Ebola, that. but it has a different strain. Or yeah, something. it was totally based off of the Ebola thing that was going on there. Yeah, which is weird to think like that's. That's a bigger thing. AIDS, or like HIV. Did they even close schools? <laughs> no. AIDS or <laughs> HIV, whatever they, they called it. No, I was there. I was, I was, I was in elementary school when the AIDS thing became like big national panic news. But no, re- they didn't close the schools. They just talked about gays. Yeah. See, if okay, let me put it this way. Because watched- if the, if COVID went like the AIDS thing when I was a kid, it would have been like this. There's a, there's a disease. It's spreading. It could kill a lot of people. And it's definitely all fat people's fault. And then the people just start bashing on fat people. And like that was the end of it. And it was just like, don't be fat. You won't die. You know, which is literally sort of true with COVID. But we don't say that. We don't do that. But that's what the attitude was with AIDS. It was like just the gay plague. They were, oh, it's the gays. Because it got into San Francisco. And it spread really fast because people in a lot of, not everybody, but there's a lot of guys in San Francisco that party really fucking hard. Imagine being gay, dude. Like yeah. in the in the kingdom of, like in the place where all the like young, hot gay guys all congregate for the world. And you're hanging, or for the country at least. And you're hanging out, you know, and when you're, you got a bunch of dudes, right? In a room. <laughs> Nobody's playing any fucking games. They're no. all horny like dudes. So if you're into other dudes, you just... You know, you're just like, you just walk up and complain. Like, the nice shoes want to fuck thing would be like a thousand times more effective in that. You know, so the people who want to just, that are into that and that want to party really fucking hard, I mean, you can just go, 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 you know, just walk around. You want to fuck? No, okay, whatever. Want to fuck? Sure. All right, let's go. You know, <laughs> like, you can fuck like, so some of these dudes will fuck 30 fucking people a night, you know, and they're doing all the fucking every drug under the sun and they're partying and they're drinking and, you know, so nobody has an immune system. Everybody's fucking strung out and inches from death anyway and then this disease just spreads rampantly that's what i think happened on that side of things some people think that people actually like went out of their way to poison them or get them all infected but then you gotta think like man it wasn't just oh gays but it was a hell of there was a really big it's a higher ratio for them in the there was a point in the early 80s when yeah it just exploded in san francisco and then people were like oh well that's it it's fucking gay guys that's what this disease is about and i think it was a way to feel safe i guess but right I, i'm not sure i, I know it hit the african like the african-american population really hard and i believe the latino population fairly hard too but i'm not sure how early that was i think i know with the black publishers pretty early i'm assuming they just weren't talking about it yet or they were just telling everybody that all those dudes were gay all right yeah I just like you see that and you're like, okay, it's this. But I don't know. It's just kind of weird, a weird like thing of like, 
that was a pretty because the only thing i i can uh, relate to is uh in school we had to watch a movie like band on the run i think it was called had like richard gear had uh Really, dude? That's, a, that's He's not gay. That's an urban legend. No, no, no. He was like the doctor or something. <laughs> Man on the Run? Band on ba- the Run? Band on the Run. And it was like a... Kind of like a thing. Like, these guys find this thing and it's spreading. And they're like trying to figure out a vaccine or what the hell all this stuff is. And people are dying, this and that. So it was just like, okay. It seems fucking scary. Like a scary thing to get. It's like, fuck, can we even... Have sex tonight? Am I? Are we gonna die? Is this the night? And then it was like a week after we watched that. Maybe it was like during the week. Uh, the teacher brought in a person that had he was HIV positive or some shit. He was he had it, but he wasn't. I don't know what the, the he was like was it HIV negative or whatever. I don't know what the He's like Magic Johnson. Like, he can go around. You know what I mean? They made up that Magic Johnson shit to fucking he had to hide the he had fact that they cured him. They cured him. He had to quit in They cured him. People were going to yeah. touch him. Yeah. Nobody was going to touch him. No, yeah. That, no, no, no. Back then, yeah, no. I'm saying. I mean, even yeah. now. Even now, I guess. If you <laughs> tell your friends you have HIV, you're not going to get a lot of handshakes. It's going to change. So he probably was, yeah. He's probably HIV positive, right? But then what you learn is how it's contracted, right? It's like. Blood, semen, um, it's like bodily fluids and shit. Right. So he like out of all the the class, he like touches me. He's like everyone, you know, they think they did, and he like grabs my hand and he's like, I'm like, <laughs> fucking just like, what the fuck, dude? That's kind of rude. Just, just cough on me, I don't, yeah, you know. I was like so like, <laughs> I was like looking around and you're like, but you learned this, right? You can't get it if I touch you. I'm like. Yeah, move along, dude. I'm like, so I like treated my hand like I treated my hand like a hand model. It's like no one's touching this, no one's looking at this. Oh man, don't was, jerk off with that hand. I, was, I think you get AIDS if you jerk off with that hand, though. See, see, it's more complicated than he acted. Like, what if you fucking jerked off with that hand and got AIDS? Was, what if you fucked your hand and got? <laughs> you wouldn't have had AIDS because he didn't have blood, probably. Oh, you know what though? Here's the thing, my. Part of my laughing, freaking out on that story though, is as a tattoo artist, dude. Like that's that's a huge <laughs> deal, though, right? Yeah. Let me put it this way: like we're not supposed to because it's not socially acceptable, and, and I get that. But you know, we we don't want to like make these people's lives any worse than they are. But at the same time, not respecting that there is literally there is a chance that you're gonna get AIDS, not from touching him, not from coughing. But here's the way a tattoo artist would see it: you don't know that he doesn't have a fucking paper cut. You don't know that, you know what I mean? You don't know about the, the, the subcutaneous, you don't know, you don't know that there's not blood on his hands. You don't know that there's not an open sore on your hand that you just don't realize you have, or you have a crack in your fingernail or a, right. in your hangnail where blood can get in. This is why we wear fucking gloves. You can wash your hands, as long as you don't stick yourself with the needle, if you wash your hands, you're not going to get hepatitis from the customer, right? No, that's why we wear the fucking gloves is because you don't know exactly what's going on in every millimeter of the skin microscopically. You don't know where you're open and where you're not. You think you do. And that anybody who's worked on a line, as a line cook, I would think, would would agree with me here. You think you're all hunky-dory, everything's great, you haven't cut yourself on that, you're doing great until you cut that first fucking lime. Or bartenders, they know that. 
You ask a bartender if they think their hands don't have any tiny microscopic cuts on them. They goddamn know it because they have to cut limes at night, and that shit fucking hurts. Yeah. So you got little lime holes, and he's got lime holes. You're gonna tell me that's off the charts for just completely impossible? Like, so that's it's fuck. That's kind of mad. as a tattooer, I'm like, yeah, that's cute and all, and I get it, but no, nah, motherfucker, don't touch me, dude. Get the fuck off of me. You don't see us. There is no 10 second rule in a tattoo shop. If it's a, it's the floor, it's dead. Everything that touches this floor, you have to assume has hepatitis. Right. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah, that's scary too. You know, just to deal with that. But yeah, I was like, I was scared. But at the <laughs> same time, it's like, oh yeah, I did learn. And I didn't get it, but it's like, but it's like, man, thankfully I got like tested. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, it's like, what do I have? And it's like, oh yeah, you're all negative. It's like if, it's like if that would have happened, it's like. Oh, I have it now? Like, what the fuck happened? Right. But uh, that was just a scary moment, I guess. I don't know why. That's it's- a hell of a risk to take to prove a point, even though, you know, in his, you know, theoretically, there's no risk. But then again, <laughs> why do I wear gloves when I tattoo? Why don't I just wash my hands? Right. <laughs> like, it's, I don't know. Do your hands, because I have to wear gloves too, you know? And uh, my hands get dried out a little bit, but I try to take them off. Um, try like lotion them, but do you get your hands are like dry and like you feel like you build up a lot of sweat in those gloves? No, nah, that's a symptom of HIV. Ha 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 ha! Got me, you got me. <laughs> my hands get um sweaty. I have my biggest uh, all day long. I'm working and I'm because you're doing like the one part of my body that's not out of shape is like I got like Popeye forearms. And hands, you know, because of tattooing. So, like, I'm doing tiny finger bench pressing, like, all day in those gloves. So, they're, they're, they're always sweaty. I put on gloves, and I start moving around, setting up needles, and they, they just start sweating. You know, it's almost never cold enough in the shop where, you know. I, in the wintertime, maybe not as much. But in the summertime, constantly. And so, it's and it's a factor because then when you change your gloves to answer the phone, you know, take your gloves off so you don't want to get blood on the phone. Yeah. And then you answer the phone, and then you put your next glove on, but your hand's all wet. No, it's, it doesn't go it's on. It's like it's like salty it's like so grippy do you wear do you have powdered gloves no thankfully yeah they have like yeah it's it's super grippy yeah it's maybe the salt too yeah we have your we just have different brands that that we like you have but it's the same concept like they have they have two kinds they have like the black ones that you have then they have like these orange ones that have like like grip kind of. yeah yeah i've seen those it's kind of cool but at the same time it's kind of annoying i guess like it is it's just Certain gloves are just like it's like loose by the fingertips, so like when I'm grabbing stuff, it just yeah, it doesn't feel like dishwashing gloves. Yeah, like I'm picky, you know how like I eat popcorn and shit. Like I gotta feel <laughs> it's, it's just one at a time, and if it's like something different, I'm like, oh, it don't feel right. Right, right. I feel like I have a good good touch sensory, <laughs> out of all things. <laughs> well, it's, you know, a little awkward, but all right. It happens. Everyone's got their niche. <laughs> Their niche, <laughs> niche, niche. <laughs> um, some crazy things. I guess I kind of wanted to talk to you about what happened on I think it was Monday, Monday, Tuesday, that Beirut explosion. Oh yeah, the firecracker. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think it was? That is military. We can go right to the heart of it. I'll go. All right, it's military grade. National armament, first world country, one of like the big five kind of thing. Like right there on the pier, though. Yeah, I'm gonna put it this way: 
no no explosion that is not like beyond professional not just terrorists like a professional guy that blows shit up i'm talking professional like done with a team of dudes with equipment that's tested in fucking antarctica all right this is science fiction level bombs because it bit the fucking building in half look at how it ripped a perfect half circle out of the front half of that building well a crescent it's not a half circle but that building's gone they took the whole building down already that building's blown it yeah they ripped fucking it, it that's, there's a crater where it is now. There's a clean cut. Okay, what, what I'm seeing is the, describing as the building, but the crater then. There's a clean cut edge like that where basically the atmosphere temporarily collapsed as military grade explosives. That's like a bomb like that only the biggest countries in the world have. Like US, China, Israel, Britain, Russia, Beirut. Libya. Attacking Beirut. For and, what? and I mean, What's I mean, the, come on. Who, who, well, why there and not like the capital or like why not Beirut? Beirut like, is a a hub of terrorism. From when I was a little kid, it was a really bad place. It was constantly a focus of um, friction between like Israeli, uh, pro-Israeli, and and Muslim influences. It's right next to the annexation area. Anything anywhere near Israel, dude. And and what do you think? What do you think set it off? Who do I think set it off? Yeah. You know what? I don't. <laughs> I I don't want to answer that. No. I will say this: it was clearly one of the biggest governments on earth. It's somebody with fully scientifically advanced weapons. That is because the the excuse that they're using is like, oh, it's a well, there was a bunch of fertilizer, so it's basically a fertilizer bomb. Fuck it. Yeah, that's what happens in Montana when you let cow shit on fire. Is fertilizer f- bomb? I thought it was like a. I don't. I don't know how to say the chemical, but it was like. It seemed like what I've seen is like it looks like there's a warehouse uh-huh. on the pier. And then on one video I did see like there was like sparks, like like uh, sparklers type of shit. Or like, I mean, it's like the couple of videos I've seen is like they do different angles. Like that ocean one you've probably seen and different city ones. But there was like one angle where there was like on the side it looked like firework, like little like sparkler kind of things just kind of going. And then whatever explosion but the way the explosion looked with like that mushroom cloud you know you see like in like the 50s or whatever you know it kind yeah. of that's where i was like it I just bit never, a hole in the earth dude that's why i was like i was <laughs> that's where i'm like i'm mixed up i'm like i don't know if it's really a i don't say like a big deal but it's like does it matter if it was an attack they're or comparing it, it to a, oklahoma city and Oklahoma City why, why wasn't they, fertilizer either. For Oklahoma City was a fucking big ass fucking professional bomb, but they covered that. That's a that's a shady fucking story. That's as bad as nine eleven. But why wouldn't they just say this was a bombing? This was attack from so and so, rather than saying, "Oh, this is politics, that. man." I would like have. you don't want people if you can get away with it, especially especially if you're a big government. If you're a terrorist, you want to take credit for it. If you're a terrorist, say, Hala, ma bekam. We fucking, you will fear us. Look what we can do. But if you're a government, you want to disrupt and weaken that country for whatever reason it is. A lot of people might think it's annexation to Israel. But um, it could be all kinds of things, though. It might not be that. But uh, whatever they're after, they're these big powerful countries are the only ones that really stand to profit from something that big anyway 
You have to think about that. Who stands to gain from this? Who's going to, are you going to go pick up the pieces in Lebanon and fucking make a profit? Are you going to drive over there in your fucking Subaru and load up but some why, gold? I no, just don't know why Lebanon, like why now? Like Lebanon hasn't been like knows? a. Well, because we don't, we don't know what they're up to, but they do it for all kinds of reasons. They do it to get to, to get to cobalt. They do it to get to gold. They do it to get to, uh, to disrupt somebody's control of a certain fishing area i mean there's a million possible ways but what i know is that blast is way more advanced than anything that just happened because of a chain reaction of people that happen to be storing fucking concentrated methane nearby fireworks that's the that that fucking explosion is like a nuclear bomb it's a small scale it's like one of those bunker busting nukes it's like something when you see the earth get bit like a circle getting taken out of it like that that's like that's like the atmosphere temporarily like the blast was so big that it created a vacuum that rearranged the fucking shape of the top of the planet dude that is that's a professional bomb that's a big big bomb so yeah you would you would blow it up you want you wouldn't want people to know so like let's say it's the u.s let's say that the u.s wants to but like why oil would be the u.s usually if it was i don't think it was the u.s it could be but, but for example you blow up that country, you cause big economic problems, which causes people to starve. One of the things that, I don't know if you heard, that that port contained 80% of the grain storage, I believe, of the com- of the country of Lebanon. Which means, right as all the smaller countries, the smaller, poorer countries right now are facing famine, because trading has been disrupted so much by shutting things down for COVID around the world, right. that the trickle down effect is causing it. Basically you keep pinching off where things go. Only so much gets here now, less gets here. We don't even do that anymore. At the end of the line are all these little ass countries that are not getting any of the food that they used to get, or it's gotten way more expensive and they, and they can't afford it. And blah, blah, blah. now you take a country in that position and you blow up 80% of what grain storage they do have for the whole country. So you create a famine. When you have a famine, you, cr- you could possibly create, for example, a coup. You can overthrow that government. Overthrowing governments, I think, should be all you need to say to justify why would a big government fuck with anything to overthrow the other government so that they would. You have a bunch of guys who are un, unfriendly Arab types that are, you know, Al Salam Al Akbar or whatever the fuck, and they're fucking, and they're, and they don't want to do business with the U.S. You overthrow that government and you replace it with a new government. Because the people are, which would be easier, and now that new government is more friendly to you, and now you make money off oil. See, that's just one of the many possible reasons that people might have to do that. There's where, millions, infinite reasons to possibly benefit from blowing up a country. Where'd you learn? Where'd you read the grain? Do you remember like what? I'm afraid I came across it. So, but no, I, I came across some. But yeah, they, they they apparently had a huge storage of grain right there. Like that was a. It didn't make sense to me that that was a strange part of it. I don't know if that that didn't it sounded like a hard thing to believe. Why would you know? But they they got to pile it up somewhere, and it's a small country, and you know, in the U.S. for example. Well, you know well, what? It port. does make sense actually. Here's why. Here's why. I forgot because right now I was talking to somebody in the tattoo shop that I was working with that works for airlines. Um, he works in the corporate office doing I don't know like uh, it, uh anyway he that doesn't matter. But he was explaining that you could not ship things through the air now because everything, generally speaking, you can't ship most things through the air. Planes aren't shipping freight right now very much because most, if it's crossing any kind of lines, maybe within the U.S., but if you're trying to ship shit to Canada, that shit has got to go on a boat because Canada is going to put it in quarantine for two weeks to make sure it doesn't have COVID. 
and quarantine, what you have to understand is imagine all the shipments sitting for two weeks. Imagine how much shit that is piled up. Right. You have that kind of space at a big dock because docks deal with huge ships and huge shipments and there's just more open space and it's, it's a shitty part of town. Everybody gets killed and stabbed and the land's cheaper. An airport, on the other hand, is very expensive per square foot. Everything on an airport is expensive. So having a bunch of shit piled up at the airport would be extremely expensive. Whereas having shit piled up in Los Angeles, it's not cheap, but obviously they have they have a bunch of space. They have a bunch of possible places to put it because they deal with huge shipments all the time. So so what, what ends up happening is I could see it being feasible because now all the grain coming into Lebanon from outside for their own safety, they probably passed some some laws. That, oh yeah, well you can't fly it in. We gotta check it for quarantine. Oh, so we're gonna pile it up all at the fucking docks and let it sit for two weeks till we check it for COVID. And they blow up all their food. Now everybody's starving. They want to overthrow the government. Now you just send, fuck dude, hundred thousand dollars, a couple crates of guns, and you fucking get the right guy, and he'll fucking start your revolution for you. And you can have any political party you want control that company country. Probably more money than what I just said, but it wouldn't. It doesn't take much. I just don't see like why Lebanon, like oh, what what like what is their? Look at it on the like map. And look, look how close it is to Israel. Well, that but as far as like, that's different. I felt like they're going to get those. Israel's been grabbing fucking land for fifty years over there. Slowly but surely, they just keep grabbing pieces, taking shit out. It could be that. I'm not saying it is that. It but could if you also look be, at like if this happened in like Saudi Arabia or something like what that, you, you're like, oh, this is for oil, right? Well, what if, if you, it's for the pipeline for oil? What if that's the only? What if that government is the least cooperative towards reaching an agreement to pump the oil through the pipeline out of the Gulf, which is a big issue? They're building a big. They want to build a big pipeline that goes through Turkey and all this, and it's going to pump oil straight out of Saudi Arabia and all those places we've been fighting over, straight into Europe and into the Western world. <clears throat> what if Lebanon is? That government is the least cooperative. See what I mean? There's a million. Po- we don't know what it is. I feel we could look into it and maybe find get some theories. But yeah, I feel like it was just an accident. Whatever happened, really? I don't think it was a. At the at this moment, I feel like I said I feel like the. You don't think that was what a, I've you seen, don't think that was a small nuclear device. That's where I'm mixed up. Is like I see little. I would say fireworks, like you know, red and blue, but sparklers on the ground. Yeah. And then... How many videos of this explosion are there? I mean, there's a lot of accounts that are like, you know, they show the different angles, probably just for views on Instagram, you know, like they steal the things. Does it make you suspicious as to why there were cameras pointed at that place before the bomb went off? Because it was smoking and shit? There's some places. There was smoking and fire coming out of like where it was and then it blew up. So so if you were going to have a cover story, wouldn't you light some fireworks no big deal. You go, you have some guy fucking no. set off some fireworks, and then you fucking set off your device as a cover. Why would you, like, who carries fireworks with them? No, you have, you go to, you're blowing up a place that's full of fireworks, and you're using a big fucking nuclear device to do it. And so you have somebody else go in there and say, hey, I want you to get a bunch of those fireworks. I want you to start a fire over there. Why? And we're going to get that on footage, and we're going to get a bunch of attention, and then all the cameras are going to turn on this place. My red flag. And then... Boom, you set off your nuclear device. Now the whole world sees this chain of sparklers as you described them. And then they see this mushroom cloud. And you're able to tell them, hey, the mushroom cloud was caused by the sparklers. And my friend, you are case in point that people will believe that. Well, it's not like a gang of sparklers just blew up, but they said it was like a warehouse full of this chemical thing. I just don't think... 
I just don't see the, I just don't see the uh, connection. Like if it was like Iraq or something, right? Oh, there's oil or mass destruction, but it's actually this. Maybe it's something like that, but I just don't see why you. Like I just don't see their their hand or their value. Like you know what I mean. Like I feel like they're just going I about their business. I think that has a lot to do with the fact that you were born later than me, though. You don't you don't remember in the '80s when Beirut was where all the terrorist shit was going down. So but that was the for 80s. me. It's easy. I get that, but that means it's connected to that game. What I'm saying is that so the shift focused from Beirut down into iraq and kuwait and then into saudi or into iraq and kuwait and saudi arabia and then over to afghanistan you know the eye of sauron is moving around but it's connected it absolutely is part of all this oil you're talking about in these other countries that's part of what lebanon is that whole region is all part of that game and lebanon is another muslim country in that part in in that region directly in that region right in israel's front door just west of baghdad or uh, iraq but I just don't, no one's saying, like, I, maybe haven't read into it, but I just don't see why they're not saying it's a bombing. Like, they're not saying we've got attacked. Because they want to cover it up. With what? This stupid fireworks story, so that, because they because the big nation that fucked up that country and is going to overthrow the government doesn't want anybody to connect to it. And all the other countries are complicit because they're connected to the international corporatocracy the the media the the people that's who run crazy. the world that's, that's crazy. crazy that's crazy that's crazy right. yeah yeah i mean i don't know what to say man I, I, if i if you if you you know I, that's fine say it's, say that's crazy these people do exist these richest people in the world are a reality you know these people put people in power they they make all the decisions they control most of the aspects of our government why not a little shitty country like lebanon especially after you turn it on its back like a turtle and make it ultra weak. And when is a better time to do that when the most powerful country than when the most powerful country on earth is so busy attempting to destroy itself that it can't even think about interfering in the rest of the world? No politician can take a serious stand on Beirut right now because there's way too much other shit going on between all the shit we've been fucking trying to kill each other over for the last six months. Between the COVID and the masks and the fucking hydrochlorocopin or whatever that is in the... <laughs> The, the race riots. It's the, because sports is back. I bet if this sports happened, is going to chill it out. If this happened a couple of weeks ago, yeah. Oh, people would be like all on this. <laughs> You're but, probably right. But because sports is back, it's a distraction to everything else. Like that's what I've been doing the last two weekends, watching all the sports, all that I can just eat and it, just bathe in. They all just came out back at the same time too. Oh, it's. That would crush any revolution. The whole point of sports is to keep people from rioting, and you turn them all back on all at the same time, all around. <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome to see baseball, uh, basketball, and hockey, and they're just like pretty much all in playoffs, playoff mode. You know what I mean? Right. It's, it's not like going right out swinging. Oh, they have to. Yeah. If you don't, you're fucked. That's the, I right. think that's a cool thing that they've done. Like baseball, sixty games. Instead of, it was 162, 182. I, was like, I thought it was like 2,400. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking Pete Rose number. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're on like a, everyone's on like, you got to go fast. Now, now, now. It's not a marathon. It's a sprint. And thankfully, the Rockies are actually, if they're like, before they lost today, they were the, they had the team with the best record. Subject to Miami because they've had been quarantined. The Rockies? 
Rockies are pretty nasty. They, they they just come alive in like the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. They just come out and hit bombers, and they just hit fucking. Well, no, because they're starting from the beginning of the season from scratch. They're starting from game one, basically, in a, on a new schedule, right? Right. So they said the record. They did a comparison that was like, they were like seven and three, eight and three, and that's a comparison of like twenty two and three or something, or twenty two and six, is what it would be in the regular season. I was like, damn, that's not bad at all. That's pretty good. Nuggets are looking fierce as fuck. Nuggets look... How are they doing? I don't know. Last I checked, they were looking fierce. I haven't watched in three or four days. They've had a couple injuries. They've had... Uh, I mean, when we lost to Portland, is because we had four starters out. So it's like... I mean, we only lost by a couple points. Um, You know, Kitch looks good. He looks... He's skinnier, so he has more energy. He's like nah. he's a more jump to him, <laughs> right? Michael Porter, the guy that we drafted, because uh, he's really a forward. Um, he's like the KD. I heard Porter really snapped. He's starting to show that he's oh, he's yeah. starting to come together like for real. This last like three or four games. Damn, that was a racers. Tie fighter. Yeah, it was a tie fighter. <laughs> we don't know what that was. It was a UFO tie fighter running around. <laughs> Everything's okay. We're fine, folks. <laughs> but yeah, Porter beat the uh, Nugget record of rookies back to back. So he beat Carmelo and Matumbo's two games back to back. Whoa! So he's he's good. He just needs better defense. Uh-huh. Him though kicking in and all other things, if everything else was just stable for the Nuggets, and then him kicking in makes them suddenly go from a a, th- a threat to maybe get to the, you know, a threat that's trying to get to the uh, Western Conference, he'll to be- suddenly being a serious threat to winning the whole thing. This is a team that without him being a factor is competitive enough to get to the, you know, the semifinal. If everything is true of him. Nuggets would be a contender. They have a yeah. Have if their, he if he keeps playing like this, they have their point guard and center locked up for another four, three to four years now. Like they've signed him for the long term already. How's Murray coming out? Is he on fire? He had a ham. He was one of the guys. He had a hamstring, but actually a really good game against who they play. Went to double overtime. They played. Uh, That's two. They overtimes. played. They played Utah. And that was a good game. Oh, it's a Mormon overtime. Mormon overtime in Orlando, Florida. <laughs> you have to have like <laughs> eight of them. You have to have one overtime for every one of your wives. And the Utah Jazz had the best jerseys on. They had the fucking oh, sunset. stupid fucking color smear things. If not the best city uniform jersey. But that was that was interesting. <laughs> Murray was nasty. But uh they have that so pretty much they're doing like an eight game you have eight games and then playoffs so that's why they have so many teams there is like if you're in the running to maybe get eighth seed you'll come to the bubble play so like tonight the uh the pelicans are out like they lost certain mathematics and all like they're booted they didn't do well at all coming out of they this. were coming out like as soon as zion came back it was like Watch out! Like these guys. Was he hurt, or I thought he wasn't doing good? Uh, well, they're they're making sure. I mean, that's a. They're not playing the short term. They're playing the long term with him because he blew right. out his knee in college. Oh, that's right. That's I did okay. So they yeah. want a nurse to make sure that he's. 
right. good for the next 10 years rather than the next two. So they were monitoring them and all that. Next year, you sh- hopefully will be good. What do you think the next 10 years are going to be like? Expensive. The same thing. They're going to be fucking nursing. You teach a... Play the motherfucker. Well, it works for Shanahan. Once. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple times. Two times in a row. Twice. Twice. It worked for Shanahan twice. And then he proceeded to destroy... Everything. Half the fucking talent in the league, one at a time, just systematically, like Pac-Man, just <laughs> grinding people to dust. Uh, watch hockey. The Avs got into, so they they're, they have a qualifying round. So kind of the same thing. If you were in the mix to make it or not, they did like a best out of five or seven, and then the team, the top four teams in each conference or division. They I feel like that's a step down from where the season left off. Feel like the Avalanche were in more control of that when we got paused. They were. This was actually good for them because they had two or three stars that were hurt. So like this right. little break actually was like, oh, we got we got <laughs> these guys back. Right. So it's actually a good thing for us. But they did a round robin. So whoever we had a uh, they had to play uh, the Blues, which is defending champions, and they had to play uh, fuck some other whatever some other team and then they played vegas and then they lost they went to overtime too and lost so now vegas got one seed and then abs got second so the next time hockey goes will be playoffs for hockey and the abs are in they're in and they got second place in the west and they lost in overtime and they almost got first so to who vegas and it's interesting Uh. watching it they have the same coach that called that offsides in San Jose. That's what. A, that was why I was like, "Ooh, this is tough," because he knows how to Ooh. play McKinnon and like. The only thing that Landis Gog can do to get regain his honor is to when he gets the puck oh, at some it, point, he needs to slap shot one right at that fucking coach's head and just take the penalty. I'll tell you what, the ads were quick when they were exchanging. Like when they were subs <laughs> on and off, high knees, fucking around, high knees, and then jumping oh. in. I was like, so that's where like Vegas was an issue, but because of that coach, I was like, he knows how to make sure he knows how to take away the fast players. You know what I mean? He knows how to play that blue line a little bit. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Going from eighth seed last year to second seed in a year, you know what I mean? That's a huge improvement. That well, one. and having po- quite possibly the next most dominating forward in the entire league, McKinnon, oh, the- McKinnon is that good. He could be the, he could be like the guy for a couple of years. It's maybe it's not you know, he's in that realm. Having a guy like that alone makes your team. He's definitely probably one of still the fastest skaters, and then Kale McCarr, I guess, is like one of the best rookies. Yeah, he's but- about to win whatever rookie award there is. You're talking about a guy who who is within striking distance of being the most dominant player over the next ten years. You, we've got one of those guys. We got we got a shot at it. This McKinnon yeah. could be one of that. Could be that guy. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully yeah. he just needs a, a fucking Stanley Cup to just right. make sure you know. And Landy needs a Stanley Cup so that he's not just remembered as the fucking blue line guy for the rest of his life. Nice job, Captain. But if yeah, if they went. <laughs> you just Sorry. don't like them, but no, I'm just gonna. Bar- that's a fuck. That, that, that's the like last a, guy that's supposed to fuck that up. You're the captain. Get your fucking ass off the damn ice. 
Hello, my name is Aqib Talib, and if I have a C on my chest for captain, but if you have a gold chain hanging around, yeah, I'll make was, sure that gay, I'm off. That's it. why he's captain. That's, he did the right thing. That's exactly no he, selfish, self, selfless. He fucking was willing to take the fine to rip that. We need him on the to field. rip that blasphemous chain off of that ignorant intruder's chest. So selfish, you put the fucking yadam on the next top guy, and he's getting torched. Get the fuck out of here. A captain yeah, knows you can get torched. A captain knows when to bite and knowing to the little stand back to. Well, we, we didn't lose. All the, game did we long. lose the crab sea game? You're gonna blame that on Talib? I'm saying if you don't like Glennis, I don't think we lost that game. I think we won that game. Then you can't like Talib. You can't like to like dislike there's the a same player. There's a difference between laying down the law and being a leader with with uh, uh, being a defensive oh, intimidating sorry leader versus he... tripping and and getting an offsides call on third down and the five, two minute warning in the fucking playoffs. That's like if Vaughn Miller had an offsides in the AFC Championship in the fourth quarter. No, he doesn't do that. Because the Marcus fucking leader. Because the Marcus Ware would fucking yank his ass down. <laughs> Not to leave. To leave would just probably just be talking to himself. Nah, Talib would be poking some motherfuckers in the eye that deserved it and needed it to inspire his teammates and to lead them to victory in a Super Bowl championship. I'm just saying you can't root for one guy that does the same type of tactics. You know what I can though? No, on because the you know what? My guy has a ring. Your guy doesn't. Ooh. That's a pretty big fucking difference. I wish he was here right now, dude. <laughs> just fucking tag him in. <laughs> you tag in, Landy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bring a hockey guy to. <laughs> hey. If I could, if I could get, if 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 he didn't see uh, Talib coming, Talib could take him out. If I could get, if he Tlaib, brings a gun and a I club, could, if I could just wink at Talib and he comes flying in from the side and takes out Landy's ankles, then we're gonna win. Yeah, if they happen to be at the same club and he has a gun, <laughs> maybe he'll shoot himself. I don't know. I can't believe you don't like Talib. That's blasphemy. I don't like. I just like you're too you're too wild. You're too rapid. He was perfect. Rampant. He you're was just, perfect. You're just running, doing shit, and you're I not thinking about the team. let motherfuckers know occasionally when they need to get let known. No, you can do that, but you got to know when to calm it back just a couple steps so you can play the rest of the game. <laughs> not just doing the fucking first play and then get tossed out and then be like, well. <laughs> well, all right, the timing could have been better. There we he go, lose he the Raiders. He should have done it after a big fucking shutdown hit or something. You know, The one team in the division we all hate, and you're like, oh, Fucking whatever. A, we'll fuck. Fuck those guys up. Rip their necklaces. That up. way you play the whole game and you tor you torture them for sixty minutes. I'm pretty sure we won that game. I don't think we did because uh, Yadam was covering the next you, the, the next top guy. Well, that's a fucking dumbass coaching move. You just switch, put Yadam on the second guy. What the fuck? Who's no? <laughs> no. <laughs> but well, then uh, I watched. Uh, on a, last night, actually, I was watching. A, it's cool that ESPN they have these Sky 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 Sports, which is like a European. Yeah, uh, that's a. I, it's yeah. like their their sport broadcast. Mm -hmm. So they had a rugby going on in New Zealand, and it's so weird to watch that and see the the stands normal, no mass people shoulder to shoulder cheering, drinking. You know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah, fucking and you're like, whoa, what's going on with this fucking, <laughs> this fucking magical place? And they're watching that. That's kind of interesting. What trying to learn their teams? They have like the Highlanders, the Crusaders. Oh, you're watching like intra New Zealand games. I think it was like, by the way, it was like, it's whatever. It's like 40 minute quarters. 
40 minute halves halves yeah yeah it's an 80 minute game yeah it was uh it's cool because they're like i mean they get their little breaks you know here and there but i mean you're talking about like linebackers running for 40 minutes yeah size people like big ass samoans and big ass <laughs> fucking white guys well imagine how much meaner it is in those piles when you're with that fat guy though if you're the fit one yeah well, let me put it this way he's he's gonna take a bite out of you like all that fat guy's thinking about is while while, while the pile's there and, and they're working out the ball and the with the, you know the, like a collapsed ruck basically which is where after a tackle and everybody piles up you're sitting there and you wait until everybody gets off as you move. And meanwhile, there's a fat guy on top of you. That is, all he's thinking of is, what can I do to fucking make sure this guy doesn't run the, that fast for the rest of this game? He's just like finding things to like grab and twist. <laughs> yeah. Fucking mean. Especially when you said like Samoans, Tongans, like the island oh, there's dudes. Some, there's some... They're fucking mean, mean, mean dudes. They bite and everything. Yeah, it's funny because there's, cer- there's certain plays. Because obviously there's a lot of like little mini scrums, you know, where you get, get tackled and the guy has to come over you and all that. Yeah. There's like little points of that where <laughs> it's like a, it's like if you or me were kind of going at it for a little bit, you know, like tackling, I tackle you. So you're like, fuck, this guy, I'm going to hit him. And so like, <laughs> this guy will like, you know, fake pitch. He'll get tackled. Scrumming kind of go to the left. And I'll come all the way back to the right. He'll get the ball. He'll do this fake thing, and the guy's like, "Really?" And he'll just fucking just drive his ass <laughs> to the ground, you know? Yeah. There's this little bit of harder hit, and you're like, "You're really gonna do that shit? Let me teach you something about." Yeah. But there was this, there was this like this really cool play. It was kind of like a, it was like a screen almost, but a misread on the screen. So they're kind of fuck around by the the sideline, mm-hmm. and they jigging around. They go back to the end inside a bit and they just chug it all the way to the outside yeah. and the guy misreads it and the guy just jets off for like 40 yards uh-huh the guys come in just the way when they pass at the right time it was just like it was just beautiful to watch you know what i mean it was yeah. just so there's a lot of timing on that yeah so it's cool to watch that stuff but they have this other football league with like skinnier guys and it's like a big ass circle that's aussie rules i think that's what they. that's have. australian rules football yeah, that's like, crazy yeah it's like lacrosse type of fit you know what i mean skinny there's so much fucking, running there's not a lot of fat guys out there not yeah. at all because that field is huge that field is a rugby field plus a circle plus a cricket it. field yeah yeah <laughs> and i'll tell you what bro i've played i've fucked with aussie rules i love it's so much fun but the worst thing especially on defense as an american I guarantee you, the first time you're playing on defense, the fir- as soon as somebody has the ball and they're like, and you're like, okay, I gotta tackle that guy, your brain is gonna fucking freeze on you. Like everything's gonna go wrong. The second you're like, all right, I'm gonna, and then you're gonna realize, ah, I'm in outer space. There's no gravity. Like, the, like, like there's because of that circle I'm talking about. It's like there's no, there's no fuck, there's no rectangle. There's no angles. There's all the triangles. The way we think about every sport we ever play: basketball, football, like. I guess baseball, but you don't tackle in baseball. So you never, if you had to chase the guy around in the outfield of baseball, it would be really weird. Trust me. It's like, it's like playing tag in recess. It's just, they go anywhere. They just fucking, you don't really lose yards the way we're used to. So yeah, you're, I'm chasing you and you'll just fuck off and run back towards your own goal. Who gives a shit? Because 
obviously if I'm chasing you, I'm an idiot and you're eventually going to get away because you can run any direction forever and ever and ever. So you can run right the fuck back to your own goal and nobody cares. (laughs) And so on top of that, and then, and then like I'm running, I will be running, chasing people, trying to cut them off at the corner. And I'd be looking at these fucking cones and shit on the, the sidelines, trying to calculate the angle of circuit, like this, like pi. I'm like, all right, so that yeah. cone minus that cone divided by pi is where the fucking out of bounds is. You know, trying to picture it's like it could be here, it could be three feet. And so you're chasing this guy, and you don't know. He's almost out of bounds. Fuck, he's still. They aren't blowing the whistle. I gotta keep running. I gotta keep running. And, and before you know it, you've ran across the whole goddamn field like an idiot in this big oval hell. That oval fucks your brain, bro. Yeah, that it's yeah, you're right. It's so big. That field is just like, where is the uh, side line? No, it's not there. All right. Guess they won't show it on this clip, and it doesn't ever show. <laughs> you can only see the bottom part because that's where the cameras are. I don't even remember what you do to get the ball back in play when it goes out of bounds. The field's so big, it just doesn't go out of bounds. I- <laughs> it's stupid. <laughs> but it's cool to watch every Saturday night, like late night, because that's like the morning. You know. Oh there. yeah. And so it's like if you could stay up to like past, you know, eleven to one, you get to watch some rugby and then right after is Aussie rules. Oh on. man. So it's been nice to like watch all these American sports and then you're like rugby, all right. And then you watch and you're like, Oh, four it's not sevens, it's not these quick. It's fucking forty minutes. Oh all right. The three coolest things about Aussie rules football. That for to an American, like if you're gonna get a beer drink and chicken eat an American to be like, Oh what? I wanna see this. The three best things. One, no pads at all. Even compared to rugby. Rugby you still have some You gotta protection. I don't think she'll get that. The way that her, she won't get to put her underneath that table or um you know what I'm saying? Oh, okay. She's gonna get stuck in a Yeah, but yeah, that's cool. If you're out late at night, you're trying to watch something on ESPN, watch this Aussie rules, watch the rugby. You were saying that three, what are the three things that get For Aussie rules, the three things that are most interesting about Aussie rules to an American, I think, are that one, there's like no pads, even compared to rugby. In rugby, they have a little bit of protection. They have the big heavy shirts, little padded helmets for a couple positions. If they want. Yeah, if, if they want. If you're a bitch. It, actually, you only wear those. It's not even about being but It's literally to keep your ears from getting. The only the two guys that usually wearing those are the locks, which is what I played. It doesn't even have to do with protecting your head. It's to keep your ears tied down so that people don't rip them off. <laughs> That's. <laughs> but no, Aussie rules, none of that. And and not even, they're barely wearing clothes. They're in shorts and a fucking tank. They're in a basketball uniform. 70s basketball. They're running around in 70s basketball uniforms, and they're playing Ultra full contact football, smacking the shit out of each other. Okay, that's number one. Number two, when you're going for a high ball, like imagine like kind of like a high pass or a punt. It's like a punt return. When that ball is way up high in the air and it's coming down, and I'm on, you and I are on two different teams, if I can successfully, as long as I catch the ball, if I, do, if I don't catch the ball, it's a foul. But if I catch the ball, I'm allowed to run up your body and face like an escalator. 
So we're both going to jump. We're going to run up to the ball if you watch close. And the two guys are going to jump. And the guy who, and they're, then they're going to play a little chicken fight with their feet. And the guy who gets his feet on the other guy's hip first wins. And he starts just running right the fuck, just cleaving the dude up his chest and face. And you can put your foot right on the dude's face and plant and push and jump. You can go 20 feet in the air and catch that fucking ball. And usually it's not a foul, almost ever. It, as long as you do it, make it look cool. And if you catch that fucking ball, they're going to be like, Roy. Good pawn, right? <laughs> yeah, they do a little. Not that's good. okay. That's number two. Not Watching good. people run up people like staircases. And number three is that when the ball is loose, there's like no offsides, almost no contact rules. No, none of the shit in soccer or hurling or Gaelic football or, or football. There's not even, there's no clipping is what I'm saying. So you have the ball, right? No, all right, all right. Let's say me and you are here, and we're opposite teams, and a third guy's running along. Doo, 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 for, it doesn't matter whose team he's on, and somebody fucks him up. Somebody just blows him up, and that ball comes out. When that ball's out in that manner, I can just run straight at you and just blast you. I can fucking throw a block on you. I don't have to. I can be in front of you, behind you. I, I can. And and if you're trying to pick the ball up, I can play the ball, or I can play you. You know what I mean? I can you can be going down pick up the ball and somebody just fucking tackles you, knocks you off of it, and then you can be running up to get the ball and somebody fucking hits you from a ninety degree angle that's not even near the ball that just takes you out so you can't get to it when you're still ten yards away. Totally legal. Like there's almost it's like Mad Max. There's almost no rules on it's a fucking It's Thunder Dynamite. We just Which, have all, we have even popcorn if you get a little hungry. <laughs> <laughs> it's even I don't know. It's slightly more, it's slightly less rules than football on a fumble. So that there you go. Those are my three things about Aussie rules. It's it's if you're watching for those three things, you will you will definitely have fun. And also, if you're you know fat eating, you know what I mean. You're on the couch already. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Yeah, you know, like don't play a war zone. Watch watch a new sport. You may fall in love with it. Um, I guess like one last thing. Uh would be or at least what i saw it's it's a proposition i think it's it's a little crazy but sanders bernie sanders is trying to get this bill passed against these couple billionaires who have profited since march till august so it'd be like zuckerberg musk uh bezos, bezos. and uh i think there's one more but people that have like benefited billions of dollars worth he's like it's like it would be a one times tax worth I think it was like between four to seven hundred billion dollars and he's like if we use this money we'll he's like every American should have health care for twelve months is the is his side, right? And I'm like, All right. Um I was just like, What? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just weird to me because it's to me it's like, okay, if you make a certain amount of money and you get mad because I'm making this amount of money and you're going to tax me. I feel like that's kind of weird. As far as like. You made too much money, so just take it. Right. It's like, well, how much money is too much then? Like, you know, it's like, was a million dollars too much for me to have because you don't have that much? Like, now I have to give it because you feel bad. Right. And it's like, well, you're not going to. What do you need billions of dollars? Like, yeah, you're probably right. They don't need the billion. You also need, I don't know if you'd really need to tax them because they've potentially earned that money. You know what I mean? <laughs> I was just like, good luck getting that through. Like, all right, you're going to take like the four basics. What you're saying is 
We'll take the you poll. found a list of the four most powerful people on earth right now. The four one. hottest tickets, the four guys that have the most friends that everybody wants to get closer to right now, financially, all the big powerful people, all the business leaders, all the political leaders, the four guys that they all want on their side the most. And, and, and you're gonna you put a lot. You're gonna Tax and them. you're gonna get the government to pass. Good luck, motherfucker. We watch that bill die on the fucking floor because you're you're going after. It's like that the argument with the. I mean. I don't even care about the philosophy of it. I'm just like, good luck getting it to pass because you're you're going. It's like the thing where Morgan Freeman tells that guy, like, you, so you think this guy hangs out in the middle of the night and beats people up? Then you want to blackmail him? Like, that's your plan to blackmail Batman? You know, like that's you can go up against the four most connected guys, the most, the four absolute blue chip A tickets in the on Earth, on Earth, the four people who are dripping. The King Midas's, the people that are dripping gold that everybody's sucking their dick and everybody wants to fucking get to know better and do business with. Yeah, good luck. A one-time bill for healthcare for a year. It's like, damn, I don't know. Watch the votes not fucking show up. Oh, yeah, up I don't that. think they're going to pass at all. It's like, it's too, uh, I think it was like a 60% tax. I think I think it was what I saw. I was... I think that ultra-rich people should pay a, a, a much higher tax, but partly because they have the ability to write off so much shit that you just simply need higher taxes to counteract their ability to write it off and obfuscate it because they have so many more avenues for getting for avoiding taxes with accountants and stuff. And, and, and the, the more complicated... They have a lot of tax shelters, basically. The, the, the things that they can hide, the, the ways that... Most guys I know that are that are doing it right in real estate, like if they're actually invested in real estate, not real estate agents, right? But people who are invested in real estate, actual landlords, the motherfuckers don't pay taxes. They have a hundred ways to get out of paying taxes because of the fact that it's a it's a whole thing with that business. You get into corporations the same way, and so those guys should pay higher taxes because they can get out of ninety five percent of them anyway because they have lawyers and they have everything else. So. I agree with it philosophically, but I'm like, good luck getting it to pass. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I don't know if I would be like, you take that amount of money for one time, like a, a one year pass. And then it's like, what happens after the 12 months? Who are you going to go after next? Well, that's, yeah, that what was you gonna, my next level. 12 months. Like, okay. And right. That's yeah, a very good. Yeah. So who are you going to go after? I don't know. It's just, yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do next year? Then when, when Bezos didn't make all this money, who are you going to, uh, the fucking New England Patriots had nine Super Bowls. <laughs> They're paying everybody's health care for 2022. Yeah. I'm just like, man, this is so, it's just ridiculous. It's sort of, it's like a duck, duck, goose game. And it's just like, we're going to take all this guy's shit and we'll take this guy's shit. And it's just, and, and people are going to go along with it. Yeah. It's just robbery a little bit. And it's just like, okay. So you say capitalism, capitalism's bad, but when you come back, to it every year for money you know what i mean <laughs> you got an inclusion clause left uh, i do not i only brought two because mm. i didn't know if you were uh if you were about that seltzer life not really it's probably good that you don't although pop that fridge open real quick let's see what's in here Bottom. oh grab me one of those fucking blue things this is a local beer from a brewery that 
I want to review honestly, so I'm not going to say their name because I don't want to lose any friends. Uh, this is a local brewery that was really badass, and it had an amazing brewmaster, and then um, it, the money side uh, parted with the talent. They fired the brewmaster who invented all their beers, of course, because is he that was going to take too much money. Is looking different? That's why it all looks different and tastes different now. That's why it hasn't been good for fucking like six years, but people keep buying it because they're so big now. The guy who they fired went on to start Oh. And and then he sold that to Coors for like a bazillion, trillion, gazillion dollars. And he did that in like four years. And then now he runs, um, oh, the company, who is it that has the really good, everybody's in love with their Hellas, their Hellas beer. Um, beer shot. <laughs> so he, that guy runs that now. So get it? He's a genius. That's, that's who put these... <clears throat> On the yeah. map. Sorry, listeners. I just don't want to burn that bridge because they're very geographically close to me, and I know some of those oh, people. That's... Interesting. That's in... I didn't know that's cool though. Did you know him? No, really. No, I. Uh, I. But I know. You know who he is. I know. I know a lot of the people right around him very, very well. Just kind of the thing. It's just like I've been connected to that story. It's just this whole area that that's different the the one restaurant uses the beer from the place and so you hear the stories of them talking to the reps and you know yeah whatever he's good at it i mean i've had his uh oh that guy is yeah the second brand but uh yeah i mean that's i mean that's about it man i think wrap it up yeah um live long prosper and don't touch children Amen. Um. On the count of three, the holy hand grenade will. <laughs> <Ding>! <laughs>